Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You guys, it is the season three season finale. Fear the Walking Dead over at The Walking Dead Weekly. Don't click away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Fear the Walking Dead fans? We had to had to open with this um, song, um, as I'm sure as all of you have watched the episode know why we opened with this song. Um, I'm really excited to dive into these last two episodes of season three um, with my co-host. I am your host, Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike, and I am joined by my fellow Christmas song lover. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Natalie Dyer, and you can find me at, at Natalie Dyer on all social media platforms. That's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R. You guys, this epi- these episodes... Yeah. Okay. I, let's just let's just dive into it. But I want to know, Natalie, your initial your initial feelings for a season finale. Really? That's yeah. Such a, what? <laughs> oh my god, they died. No, they didn't die. Oh my god, they died. Oh my god, they didn't die. That was my feelings did throughout you, the whole thing. So. Did you think that this was a a strong or a weak season finale? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys are all very. I'm confused. just like. It was such an like a strange season like season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for it. It really did make me think that everybody died, and I'm a little concerned for some of my my you know your people, my my characters. Yeah. are they alive? Are they not alive? I don't know. You guys were all freaking out here. I thought I I'm going to be honest here. I thought that it, this season started really strong, mm-hmm. and I think it ended like you in in a weird place. I I it, think. They could have done so much more. There was like no wrapping up of storylines. I don't even know. Like, what I don't what, even, like, I don't even know if that's what I'm mad at. I don't know if I'm mad because they didn't wrap it up. I mean, uh-huh. I'm I'm all for a cliffhanger. I really oh, am. Oh yeah, same here. But there was no wrap ups. The only person that we know for sure is alive is Madison. Right. That and I, the only person we know for sure is dead <laughs> is Troy. <laughs> So we have an alive and we have a dead. And the rest, we just don't know what's going on. You know what? Let's just break down the episode, yes, shall please. we? So we start off, Nick is uh, doing his little drug thing mm-hmm. um, with the brain stems. Yeah. Did we think, and you said it earlier, did we think that this was short-lived, this whole drug thing? No, I really thought that was going to drag on for a little bit longer. But this was like a one-episode thing. Yeah. I was very confused. Maybe two, I guess, technically. Maybe two. Because they, they say that, you know... The proctors use this drug as well to keep fighting longer, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but then they never revisit that. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm with you on that same page. I'm like, they never revisited it. It was very short-lived. And I kind of thought it was a cool concept. It is a cool concept. I hope it comes back. I just, uh, it's just, uh, I don't even, I don't even know. Because it was just thrown in there. And then we don't hear about it at all. Like, right. it's almost as if they were just there for this drug thing. Um to find out that the dam was going to be attacked. Right. And you know? <laughs> they, dove, they dove right into that because in the first five, ten minutes of the episode, um, we find out that, well, Troy finds out and tells Nick that the Proctors are planning to 
attack the dam, which you called last episode. So kudos to you. Strand. <laughs> we will get to him. You guys were very frustrated. We will get to him. Um, but just talking of Strand and Madison, they had this really cool moment. And I always loved how the writers um, write their dialogue and their storyline because... I, I feel like these two are genuine friends and they are talking about their future um, at the dam and what they could build. How did that affect you, that conversation? Did you think it was foreshadowing that Strand would have done something crazy like he did? You mean to, like, protect them? Yeah, no, not even to protect them, but, like, to just foreshadowing that Strand was going to do something. Mm, I mean, I think at that point we already knew that Strand had... Or at least I did. I had the suspicions. And so I think we already knew that he had, you know, turned it over. Right. And maybe he was picturing what they could do once he was in charge, I guess. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Because even... Guess. Why would he think something's going to go over real smoothly, though? Because it never does. You're in a post-apocalyptic world. Things are not going to go the way you think they are. No. Never. And he always they're always selling these ideal, like, situations. They're yeah. always saying, hey... um, we can do this for you if you can do this for us. And and no, it's a sure thing. Like, we'll do it. Yeah. And then things happen. So I don't know why he thought, oh, there will be no resistance. Like, well, And also, how did he not think that these that the Proctors would come in and, ki- like, kill everybody? Right. Like, why would he think they wouldn't do that? Except for that he did. He made an exception. He said, don't kill Madison and Alicia. And, but he didn't care about anybody else. Which Yeah, which, well, it's his character. Yeah. So that makes sense. But. Um, what I found interesting was that that moment with Strand and Madison before all hell broke loose, um, when she, like, catches on to, like, he's trying to hide something or that he's, like, not telling her the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Madison is very perceptive in this way. She um, is. And he tries to play it off with, oh, you know, I have never killed anybody. Have you killed anybody? And they have this whole dialogue. <laughs> Did you... Am, for me, personally, I believed what he was saying. I didn't think that he was hiding anything else. I didn't think that Strand was going to be behind anything. I thought that he was honestly concerned with, hey, I've never killed anybody, and this conversation was genuine. I Maybe I might be a little naive. I just maybe had hope for Strand as a character. <laughs> I mean, Strand is a dealmaker. Yeah. Uh, you had to assume that that was what, what happened. That's what he was going for. Yeah. Um, and she's right. He's not a killer. Daniel was right. He's not a killer, you know? Um, and she, so yeah, I, no, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, I feel like another thing that they didn't wrap up was, um, Alicia and the pickaxe girl, which we still don't know her name. Diana. Diana. Thank you. We had, um, a wonderful fan. Leave us a note, um, on our last one, uh, Kaylin, Colin. Uh, her name is Diana. So thank you. Thank you, for giving Colin us that name. or Kaylin. Uh, this is why we love you guys and our fans, because you always keep us in check, and you tell us things when we miss them. Um, yes. They have this car crash. We see Alicia's badass fight scene, which I mm-hmm. thought was super cool. Because um, she can fight the dead and the un... Wait. The undead and the alive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a, a the woman, living. A woman of, of very many words. <laughs> yes. Um, so then... Diana, we know her name now, mm-hmm. um, gets into a little skivvy, and Alicia winds up saving her. Mm-hmm. I thought that that relationship was going to be a little bit expanded on, and it wasn't. Another thing that was cut short in this episode, I think that was a missed opportunity. I imagine that Diana will be back next season. I do, too. I don't know that, obviously, I don't know that Alicia will be there. Um, <laughs> also, my whole problem, not necessarily problem, but it was just like it jumped so quickly from Alicia's, like, I'm going to save you, and then... We're all of a sudden in a whole new room with this random doctor, and it was yes. like, "Where are they? Are they at the bazaar? Are they, you know, are they somewhere else?" I was 
little it was a little bit jumpy there was no like take me to the proctor area or whatever there's no true transition yes. so it was so like jolting right well before we get to that let's catch up really quick because troy or nick tells nick and troy tell um madison mm-hmm. um that the proctors are coming for the dam and they set up this whole plan um about how they're going to defend it mm-hmm. what did you think of that initially <laughs> did you think that this was going to work the defending of yeah it? I, mean, I mean with daniel on their side i thought that they had a pretty good chance yeah, I thought they did too, and I think they had a genuinely good plan. They were going to close the the pipes that people could climb in through, which is how they got in, Yeah, for the most part, except for through the boats. Um, so I think it was a pretty good idea. Obviously, they didn't have the manpower or the weapons right. to truly defend it. So honestly, rigging the dam was the best fail-safe they could have yeah and then they're talking smart then they're talking about rigging the dam and and troy wants to handle the c4 and immediately i personally was like no he crazy (laughs) um and i feel like daniel was on that same wavelength um but madison vouches for him i thought that that was gonna bite her in the ass in the end i sort of thought it was too uh but i also at the same time knew that troy's probably the only one with any c4 experience in that group I, well, what about... I mean, Daniel has to have C4 experience. Maybe? I mean... Or he was just a soldier, you know? Um, whereas Troy helped build that entire area, probably helped build the bunkers and, like, all true. that stuff. He had to have had some form of Well, experience. no, he couldn't have because he was a kid when they when they built the bunkers. I mean, it doesn't... I don't know that he was a kid when they built all of them. I feel like they had a few of them. Mm, maybe. maybe. I yeah. Not 100% sure. Um, but I... I mean, he obviously knew structurally where to place the C4, yeah, so... Yeah, and clearly it, it, it worked, but we'll, yeah. we'll get to it. Um, Nick and Madison also have this really cool moment, because Madison knows that he's using, which we called last episode, yep. um, and I just feel like she, once again, was over it. She's like, I really don't care if you're using. And I feel like, you know how we ticked off little things for, for Nick last episode? Mm-hmm. I feel like this was another one of those ticks that ultimately led him to the decision of what he did in the end. Like, yeah, I think he also just truly loves his mom and his sister, um, which is what he made, made him do, what he does at the end. Yeah. You know, he wants to, at the very least, he wants to protect Alicia. Yeah. The very least. Um, I thought it was interesting, because she, like, if, if I'm, I think what everybody was saying in the chat, the comments from last week, you know, why would Alicia and Nick want to get away from their mother? I wanted to say, well, you know, uh, when you were 18, did you want to stay at home with your parents? Right. No, you want to break off. It doesn't matter that it's a zombie apocalypse. I think they're kind of learning that it's this world anyway. People are going to die. You're either going to live. It's much. It's just the new norm. You have to break away. You have to figure out yourself. Um, Madison says, get something to eat, help, I think, strand out or some somebody, and then we'll... I'll, I think she said, and then I'll decide what we do later. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'll decide what to do with you later. And that is so such a parenting thing. And at some point, you need to step away and let your kids, like, grow up. And I think that Madison is clinging too tightly to the, I'm the parent. Do you think that's why she walked away in the end and didn't give really up, give much of, up of a fight? What you, it, like, at the very end of the At episode? the very end, yeah. Um, no, I have a whole other theory on okay. that. Which okay, okay. Yeah, about. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um... Back to Alicia really quick. Actually, no. Before we jump to Alicia, sure. um, Taka and Lee leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to bring that up because there's a lot that happens later on. Because I honestly thought yeah. that they left. They, I was like, I they, they, are, they were out. I thought that was the last time they we were going to see were them. Like, 
Yeah, so surprise for me. Um, back to Alicia. Um, like you said, this whole Alicia all, all of a sudden being with um, Diana in this, uh, I guess, infirmary room um, with uh, this doctor who we find out mm. his name is Eddie. Um, I thought that was really weird. It was a weird transition. Oh, it was, I, like I just said, it was super abrupt. I mean, we I think we all knew that she would help. I just was expecting sort of maybe a establishing shot of her like driving the jeep into the bazaar right. or like some form of like a here's what's happening <laughs> instead of a bam her leg is fixed and now i need you to help me fix this other guy um yeah yeah I, it was just abrupt and i'm fine with that it it moved the story along they probably just didn't have time to have those little um you know nuances in it yeah so it makes sense it just i was Confused for a couple of seconds. I was like, what is happening? Well, and speaking of moving the story along, all the worlds collide because Alicia meets John Proctor, who Mm -hmm. needs a surgery. A spinal surgery. A spinal surgery in the zombie apocalypse. Wow, that's that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you initially think of that? Because we've we've seen Alicia's badassery. We've seen her, you know, defend herself and her family. But Mm -hmm. we haven't seen this kind of softer, more... I guess you could say, um, I don't want to say caring, because she's always been a caring person, yeah. but this more, like, bedside manner kind of person. I've never seen that, especially toward a stranger. I would say, I, I agree for the stranger part, but we definitely see her with her bedside manner with Nick in season one. We see her with her yeah. bedside manner with Strand in season two. So, uh, and I said that Alicia would have been an amazing nurse yeah. uh, if this the world hadn't gone to hell yeah. in a handbasket. Um because she does. She calms him down. She distracts him during the surgery. She does what she needs to do to survive. And that, that, like, that's what makes her amazing. And when he says, you're a strong kid, like, you're a strong yeah. girl, she's like, you have no idea. I love that movie. I loved that. Um, because she's willing to do what she needs to. Although I, she was kind of walking herself into a sticky situation. Because she's strong. She can take care of herself. But that guy was a straight-up creep. Yeah. Or is a straight-up creep. We don't know if he's dead. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. he, and I'm sure he's going to come back. He's going to be a whole other problem. But he was, he was creepy. He was creepy like you're a sexual predator of some yeah, sort. Creepy. I'm on the same page. Um, yeah. So I think she was sort of walking herself into a, um, well, I mean, to be fair, she was kind of like cattled into a yeah, cattle she was shoot, kinda, Yeah, she really had no choice. Um, she had no choice. Um, she couldn't say no. And But Alicia always does what she needs to do to survive. Right, right. I just, I was a little worried about her. Oh, yeah. Uh, until everything that, you know, passed, passed. I yeah. just, I was like, oh, no, she's getting into, like, a real bad situation here. Right, and we'll get to that. I, if we're jumping around, guys, we're just Sorry. trying to follow in chron- chronological order, um, just so we're not as confused. Yeah. Because there's a lot that happened. Um, back to Strand and Nick. Um, Strand wants Nick to take Madison and get out of the dam mm-hmm. because he knows something is going to happen. And he's not letting, he's not telling us exactly what it is. And then he finally lets loose that he has promised or he's working with the proctors mm-hmm. um, to let them into the dam. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised? Because I think we've already established that I was. <laughs> and I think we've already established that I was not. <laughs> I was not surprised at all. Um, I. I expect nothing less from Strand, to be honest, at this point. I honestly, I just, I don't, I didn't think that he, every time I always have hope for Strand, I always think that he's 
connected with the Clark family. I think that he just wants the best. I think that he's trying to turn over new leaf. connected to the, the Clark family. I mean, he did put in a, a caveat that uh, Alicia and Nick and Madison wouldn't be injured. I think so. He's trying. <laughs> he's trying to do what he thinks is best. While also looking out for himself. Well, also exactly. Like, right. and I think that's a new concept for him because he has never been that way. Mm-hmm. He's always been about himself, and yeah. so he's gonna make mistakes. It's a learning curve, and it's frustrating to all hell. But he is gonna, like, you know, he's yeah. trying. I, I'm still pissed at him. Oh yeah. Because none of this would have happened. And I love how he tells Nick to get Madison and go. Did we? Did, does he not know Madison? Does he? Did he really think that she was going right? to go? No. And and also the fact that he's like, "Hey, Nick, go get your mom, who you two just butt heads constantly." Yeah. Could you? Could you two get together and go deal? Like, just just get away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So then there's Nick and Daniel. Um, yep. Which th- this scene surprised me too because I. We obviously knew that Daniel was suspicious of Troy from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that he was going to corner Nick like that. And I, I, I mean, I didn't see that coming. But the minute it was just Nick and Daniel in that room, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. And I was so mad that Nick was like, "I'm going to lie to Daniel." It's like, once again, I get I, where you're coming from, but I he don't. is. No, I, I mean, your first instinct is to lie in those situations. Why? Why are they still trying to protect Troy? Because Nick has this whole, he's trying to figure out how to live in this world in a better way. And in and in the world before this, Troy would not be murdered. You know, he would be uh, sent to a mental institution. So I think Nick has this weird, um, he's trying to figure out how to have the civility of the past in this world of... Uh, insanity and i appreciate i love nick for that i love that he's constantly trying to figure out ways to do it Mm -hmm. i think that he saw you know what losing it can do and um so i I love his character for that i think that's great i think alicia's sort of the same way they're just different methods yeah um and i just yeah i (laughs) i i truly appreciated him this 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 one but also every time he was lying he was the lying to daniel i was like come on like, you know him. Yeah. He was a general. He tortured people. He knows when <laughs> he you're knows, lying. Right, right. And then it goes to as far as he tells, like, Daniel this half-truth um, about Jake. Did, in, in that moment, in that initial moment, did we believe that Daniel believed Nick? <laughs> I asked you that. And I was like, because um, I didn't think so. I, yeah. I think Daniel... It's just like, no. Yeah. I honestly believe that Nick, I mean, Daniel just let him go, even though he knew he was lying, because mm-hmm. A, he already knew, he knew the truth. Mm-hmm. And B, he is close to Nick, because they have gone through this entire experience together, and I right. feel like he didn't want to resort to having to torture this boy. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think that he wanted to do that. I loved the line where Nick was like, um, this is not what Ophelia, how Ophelia would want you to do this, or, or whatever, and he's like, I love my daughter. But you and her are wrong. <laughs> She's dead. I was yes. like, whoa. That's amazing. That was a good line. Yeah, no sympathy. Troy also had this weird confessional moment with Madison. And he's got this weird obsession with the Clark family. I feel like Troy has always wanted to be a part of a family mm-hmm. like the Clark family. Yeah. And that's where this crazy obsession comes from. I think Troy came from a really rough background. His dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. His mother was probably not because, she, like, you know, she wasn't very attentive. So, 
any sort of like acknowledgement and like friendship. So he found friendship with Nick. He found a mother in um, Madison. He was never really close to Alicia. I think he kind of just wrote her off as you're kind of like my sister now. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what he like. That's what he wanted. He wanted that family. Um, he wanted to feel normal. Yeah. And the like, I, we can. I don't know if we're going into that. No, no, go ahead. But when he he t- he's later telling Madison, you know, I finally felt fear. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to learn those emotions and stuff. And because he's never really gotten into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he because, he hasn't been able to be in touch with those. Right, and I think maybe he did know fear as a child with his father and in yeah. all that. But it doesn't mean. It's something that he feels he had grown out of. I don't think he's grown out of it. I think he's repressed it so much. Potentially, yeah. That it, he just doesn't, it just doesn't phase him anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think his true fear was being alone, in all honesty. Yeah, and I agree. And Madison sort of forced him to have that. <laughs> and then that's why he retaliated with yeah. the, the horde. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's sad, but I think he was trying. He was really trying no, to be a normal person and, like, feel those normal emotions. I agree. Because even with the whole outpost, the trading outpost, mm-hmm. we, like you said last episode, we kind of got to see that Troy was becoming more of the normal one and Nick was kind of going off of the deep end. Right. And I feel like... Or or what would be standardized as, like, a, a normal right. person. Of course. And I feel like that was Troy's way of making it up to... Madison, mm-hmm. like in this small way, looking out for Nick was his way of telling Madison that he respected her. Mm-hmm. You know and what I also mean? kind of like a, I'm looking out for him, accept me into the family. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, back to Alicia really quick, because we find, we find this cool backstory to the Proctors. And this is another reason why I don't think that John Proctor is gone for... Mm-hmm. I think he definitely will make a, 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 an appearance next season. But they started off in Southern California, and then they have expanded this entire deadly empire. Um, and he kind of forces Alicia, like we said before, to be a part of the surgery to keep him calm. Now, we saw how Alicia reacted to that. Do we think she should have just left... Do we think she should have just been like, you know what, I'm out, bye? Or do we agree with the fact that she stood by and helped him? Uh, you mean before they went into the surgery? After, yeah. Okay, I honestly think she didn't feel she had an option. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're in a really dangerous situation. You have these really powerful people. Mm-hmm. Especially the whole, like, if this fails, mm-hmm. then everybody's going to be shot. What's to say he isn't like, yeah, we're just going to kill you because you're not willing to help. Yeah. You know? It's kind of a, you're in a rough situation, you've got to make the best of it, and she did. She pulled through, she got him to pull through, um, absurdly, because we have issues with the fact that he is walking (laughs) um, a few hours after back surgery. Yeah, it's a little Um, weird. Like, and also, I mean, uh, I don't know the specifics of the back, the tumor, but it was pressing on his nerves enough that he couldn't walk before, um, which... I believe that means it's within the spine, because you're you're. Well, it says like it was pressing and pressing on the spine, so maybe it was outside of the spine. Maybe I'm not a doctor, you guys. Maybe you I can help either. us out. I mean, well, I I did find it. It was a little. It was a little unrealistic for him to just be walking. Like, yeah. and you mentioned it during the episode. You said if it was like maybe a week or even a couple of days prior to this, prior to the the assault on the dam, right? It would make a lot more sense. 
it just was so quick. It was like, how is this happening? Right. So right after the surgery, they decide that they're going to go and attack the dam. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he had one of the, Oh, I thought this earlier when we were talking about the brain stems of the dead. Maybe he had one of those. Maybe. And it was like, it's a Giving powerful like painkiller. It gives you the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, so potentially that's... Because, I mean, he, the, the drug good seller did mention that earlier. Yeah, that that's a good... That, yeah, maybe... So, but I would have liked to, for them to have wrapped that up a little bit. Maybe yeah, give us a or clue. Been like, or like, just, like, seen him eat one, even, like, no matter something. how disgusting that would have been. <laughs> also, I think that the scene with him getting his back surgery was the worst scene of this whole show. I couldn't do it. I could feel the knife in my back. I was like, this is not <laughs> happening. I love no. how you could deal with, like, infecteds getting, like, their faces ripped off by, like, like helicopter rotors. But you can't deal... <laughs> With a little scalpel in the back. Oh, I can't with that'd you. That'd be so painful. <laughs> like, knock me out. I don't care. So they're going to the dam. Back at the dam, Strand and uh, Daniel notices that the water is flowing in a different way. Now, I didn't exactly know how these guys were going to get into the dam because they've already established that there's three entry points that they're going to defend those three entry points. And Strand decides to reverse the water so that they have access to the tunnels. Which I thought was actually really smart because I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that dams worked that way. <laughs> I didn't know you could just reverse the water so that people can just like, yeah, which was kind of cool. Wait, um, so Strand did it before? Yes. Like, so when Daniel notices it, Strand had already done that. Yes. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I, I was like, I'm putting this together now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he reversed the water. In I didn't the, know in what the, the significance of the stupid the, the pipes in the yeah. water were at that time. I was like, all right, they're yeah, talking that's about how water they, going the wrong way. Okay. Yeah, that's how they infiltrated the dam, which I thought was was pretty cool on the writer's yeah. part. Um, Another thing that I found interesting was that Nick tells Madison about Strand's plan, and then Troy tells Madison about leading the Horde. Mm -hmm. And I totally forgot that Madison didn't even know that he was responsible. Yeah, same here. I I had forgotten forgotten that she didn't know. I thought, I kind of assumed that she did, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Mainly because Troy had said, I killed Jake. And so I think that's the the nugget of truth that she got, and we, Mm -hmm. he just never expanded that, oh, I also led the Horde here. Yeah. Um... Because Nick was also lying for him at that time, too. That's true. Yep. Then, yeah. Wow. I was like, that's that's insane. Did you... So then Madison hits him with a hammer. Were you expecting that reaction? Because <laughs> I wasn't. After everything that he put them through, after everything, even even after they had that moment of him being exiled in, yeah. the, in the back of the car, yeah. she still didn't do anything. I know. Do you think it was because of Ophelia? I think... That that was like, I think she's that's like, a fair, I'm done. I think that's totally a fair assessment. Um, I think it's also, he put Alicia in danger. Oh, that's a good point, too. (laughs) Alicia made it out. (laughs) I was like, oh, Alicia's fine. But you're right. Yeah, he put Alicia in danger. And for Madison, even though Troy might have been sort of like an adopted child of hers, her children, she would do anything to keep them safe. Yeah. And she saw Troy as a threat. Now, to be fair, I thought she had just punched him Mm. and was like pulling... um, in uh, season one, she beats Nick. She punches him yes. or slaps him yeah. or something. And so I just assumed it was like a get your shit together um, slap thing. Uh, and then she hit him again. And I was like, whoa, that was a hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys, we didn't even think that he was dead at first. We were like, oh, he's well, going to no, come back. I did. I was like, he's dead. And you were like, okay. no, she's, no, he's not. And I was like, ah, I think he's dead. I mean, if anything, he'll come back as an infected maybe. But no, I, no, I think he's. I think yeah, he's. It was yeah, I think he's trauma. done. But at the time, mm-hmm. I did not know that he was dead. I thought that he was just going to wake up and, right. and help them in the end, despite Madison was killing him. But clearly, that was not the case. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think he would have helped them. Even you don't think so? Mm-mm. No. I think that it would have been too reminiscent of his own parent family, like his own parents. Huh. That's yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. No, I agree with you. Yeah, that's so. That's a good point. Um, so, the Proctors invade the dam, mm-hmm. and Strand winds up hiding Alicia and Nick. I mean, Madison and Madison, Nick. Sorry, yeah. Madison and Nick. Um, and then he asks for the detonator, and Madison gives it to him. Were you frustrated at that point? <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, how can you... I I get it. She has this deep connection. I think that's why they had that bonding moment earlier in the episode where they were drinking um, and, you know, sharing their future prediction type things. And um, so I guess, yeah, she just trusts him implicitly, but... I was mad. I was like, you're giving up one of your only... Your only plant card. Yeah, but I suppose maybe she thought he would be able to use it better. Um, I guess. Because, uh, like, he would be out there. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. I, I understand what you're saying. But I, I also think, like like I just said, you gave away your only playing card. You're mm-hmm. literally just being locked in a room. What was stopping anybody from coming in? Like... Sometimes I don't understand Madison's thought process. Obviously, it worked out for the best, you guys. Yeah. But at that time, in that moment, I was like, why would you do that? I think it's because she trusts him. Like, I th- and I don't know why. I know, I know. I honestly don't know why, but I think she trusts him um, to do what's best for her family. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that she promised Thomas that she would always look after him. That, and I feel that like could definitely him be. Get, her giving him the detonator was him giving him power over the Proctors also. Yeah, exactly. So she, yeah. So she was probably just looking out for him in the end, too. Like yeah. always. Mm-hmm. Like she always mm-hmm. is. Always looking out for everybody. But she always gets the shit end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Because everybody always wants to blame her for everything. So then we move into the second episode, mm-hmm. which starts off pretty cool. It's got like these fantasies, um, with, which Madison alluded to in the first episode, um, with these this Christmas, Christmas morning um, making a turkey and all this stuff. The first dream had Jeremiah, Troy, Alicia, and then in the with the gravestones, and mm-hmm. then Nick, Ali- Luciana, who I was surprised to see that. Like, all right, she's that cool. And she's got a baby. Who's making infected noises. Yeah, or at least that's what Madison is hearing in the fantasy. And then they yeah. drive away and leave her. What did you think was the meaning behind the first fantasy? The first fantasy, I think she saw it as, um, you know, she's alone. She's pushing everybody away. Mm. Um while trying to help them, and she is now alone. And so, yeah, that's what I think the first episode was. Yeah. Or the I, first fantasy, was, fantasy vision Or vision, was. whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. I Which feel I think like, we find out what it is later. Like, yeah. how and why. I just wanted to break them down. Right. Because the first one, in oh, my... No, I mean, I think this... I think all of these, like, imagining things mm-hmm. are happening um, when she's drowning. Well... I mean... So you think all of them happened... As she was moment. drowning, and it was kind of just her, like... But they just broke them up. Yeah. Okay. I think. Hmm. That's kind of what I was thinking was happening. Okay. I disagree. I think that she was having them um, throughout the entire episode. I felt like she was having them when she felt like she had no other other. Like, maybe she option. was seeing herself as, like, this is it. I'm yeah, going to die. because she and just see. gave okay. the detonator away. She's locked in a room with Nick. Like... Where where do we go Fair. from here? And that's when she had the first Fair. vision. I um, think it's all a compilation of one, though. I think it's all one vision that okay. are just, like, broken up. Because if you watch, she has Nick and Luciana, and then they drive off. And then when she comes back, she has um, the entire... All the guys yeah. at her table, mm-hmm. and then it cuts out. And then when it comes back, um, it's the grave scene. So yeah. I think it was all the same one, just sort of, just like... cut up. Cut up. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. We'll talk about it in the second when we get to the yeah, second one. one because I still I still disagree. Maybe you can change your mind. Yeah. Um, 
So then um, Alicia and the Proctors come up on the dam in the, Zo- in the Zodiacs, mm-hmm. um, and Strand sees Alicia. Alicia sees Strand, mm-hmm. um, which I love once again how Alicia just plays it cool. She's like, I'm not letting anything, I'm not letting them know that I know anything. Um, and then she gets intel from Strand on where Madison and Nick are. Now, we talked about it in the last episode, which I, I love how the writers brought them all back together because we didn't think that they were going to be back together again. We thought that this after this season, like, they were all going to be separated. I didn't they think they'd be back. back together so soon. Okay. I knew at some point they'd all get back together, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't think it would be the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to Madison and Nick who are locked in the room and they mm-hmm. have this intense conversation where Nick is saying how Madison doesn't, would, would kill him just like she killed Troy if she had to. And I think this was the second tick on why Nick did what he did in the end as well. Okay. Um, because I just feel like he's disappointed her so much that she's literally lost all faith in humanity for him. Because if this is how he feels, like, she would put him down the same way that she put down Troy if it got to that point, then... And Madison's sitting there, she's like, no, I would never do that, I would never do that, but Nick doesn't believe that. He doesn't. I think... I think that's a, like... I don't know what to call it, but, like, a foul on his part, because his mom does everything. Like... I know. Everything. I know. For her kids. And I think it's very foolish and, um... Like it's such a, it's such a petty thing. Like, yeah. I'll bet you wish I was dead when I like. I'll bet you wish you had a phone call and I was me dead. And I mean, even if she did, because it's gotta be real hard. You know, there it had to have passed through her mind. To, to be honest, at some point, like in one of those phone calls, she was like, "If he's just dead, then I know she, he's no longer um, in danger." Yeah. You know, it, the worst at that point, the worst would have happened, and then he would have been able. Like, she would have been able to, like, sort of move on with her yeah. life. And he would be um, potentially in a better place, in a sense. Yeah. And, because I think, as a mother, you probably look at him and, and your child doing all the drugs. And you might be thinking they're in a lot of pain. Mm. You know, there's something there. There's, because when they're not on them, they are in pain. Yeah. They're having the withdrawals, the yeah. symptoms, so... Um, well, not even I, from the withdrawals and the symptoms, but yeah. like, they're taking the drugs to hide the pain, to cover yeah, up the pain. Yeah, and so, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think that she ever thought that for Nick. I think it might have been an idea that slipped by, where it was like maybe it would just be better. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think Nick can blame. Like he can't call it like a fallacy for her because she's like that's she dealt with a lot of crap you yeah. threw at her. She yeah. continues to deal. With all the crap you throw at her. That's why I love Madison. Because she never she never wavers. She, yeah, no she matter, never falters she, with her kids. Yeah. No, never. No matter how much stuff you throw at her. She, mm-hmm. She's always like, I'll, I'll always be there. I think she was just growing. When I say she's over Nick's whole thing. I mean, you can't blame her, though. No, of course. And I don't. I think that she learned. She's at the point where she's like, I've given you everything I right, can. Right. There, I cannot give you anything else. Right. Right. Because so, we could look at this whole fantasizing thing as a mental breakdown. Oh yeah, for Madison. Yeah, and I, I truly think it was. I think it was her hitting her breaking point, which is exactly why I think that it. They are three separate things, and they they happened when she was under sure. like crazy duress. Um, one thing that I skipped was Lola and Daniel. Daniel having that shootout, or not shootout, but getting shot by Strand. Um, I did skip over that. I apologize. Um, 
But Lola hides him underground to find to go find Efrain. Um, mm-hmm. She has another appearance, so I just want to bring her up really quick. Um, so Alicia and Proctor John are having this conversation where she's changing his dressing. And this mm-hmm. is one of those things that I found interesting because Proctor John, John's character I find to be really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good like villain character. But he says... When Alicia asks him to spare Madison, mm-hmm. he says that sh- that whole sparing your mother was part of a whole nego- other negotiation thing that failed. So I might not like he's alluding to the fact that he's not going to be able to to you know spare her. Mm-hmm. And but in the same sentence right before that he says I hate liars and Strand is a liar. But I'm like, doesn't that make him a liar? It totally does. like it's so, such no, a hypocritical I, yeah, moment. He's... I was like, wait, are you insane? But see, I mean, liars don't necessarily recognize their liars. And they like to pick and choose what they lie about or what they choose to Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't like this guy. I know he's gonna, he's probably going to be the main villain in the next season. I hope so, because he's like, good. cool, uh, but also, oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be real frustrating, guys. Yeah. That's all I know about next season, is that he, if he is the main villain, it's going to be real frustrating. <laughs> Do you think so? I'm going to be frustrated. I don't because know. Because he's I, such a creepy dude. He is. He is he's creepy. So but I think creepy that's what makes so him, many levels. Uh, see, that's what makes him. That's what makes him a good villain. I, I suppose. I do want him to be likable, though. Like Negan in The Walking Dead. Like Negan's batshit crazy, but you like him. As I think that's what makes a fantastic villain. Like when you're like, I really like mm-hmm. you, but I hate you. As of yeah. right now, I'm just like, I hate you, Doctor John. There's no redeeming qualities in you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if they do bring him back, I just need them to to give more of a likability to him. Yeah. Um. So Strand is trying to help Madison and Nick escape now because he's come back um, and he's sticking to his word because Mm -hmm. he cares about Madison. Um, And that goes to shit. Mm -hmm. Then we have this reunion with Proctor John and this is when the... Like, like, we've been climbing this ladder this entire episode, you guys, but this is when... This is when it, like, takes a really weird and deadly turn because he doesn't like Nick for whatever reason... But he likes Alicia. Now, he promised, Alicia promised that he would, she would go with him to Texas or wherever if she spared Madison. But mm-hmm. she never said anything about Nick. And now he knows about Nick, but he wants to kill Nick. I think it's partially, uh, he said earlier that it's a lie by omit- omittance. Yeah. And I think, so he sees, he's seeing Alicia as having lied about her brother. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like liars. And he doesn't like liars. Even though he is one. Um, <laughs> which I just, I just, this, that whole scene in the little holding room or whatever it was, mm-hmm. when he's literally saying, I have to kill your brother. Like, I did not know how they were going to get out of this. I was Me like, either. what is happening? Like, this is insane. I totally forgot about the C4, I'm going to be completely honest. Oh. Totally forgot about that. Didn't know how that was going to come into play. Because they were... I, yeah, I remembered it. I just I mean, didn't know how they were going to pull it off right because then they were they were on the dam mm-hmm. and then this is where the second fantasy comes in because nick takes out the detonator after he hugs strand and he has it in his hand mm-hmm. and he's about to blow it mm-hmm. and then this is when the second fantasy comes in for madison mm-hmm. so i like i said i feel like there's this which had an theme. amazing transition but it did it did have a, an amazing transition and then this scene is when she is um she's at the table with all of these guys who aren't that close to her and mm-hmm. all of a sudden Jeremiah's most of them are dead most of them she had or a hand she thought was, were dead I yeah. think um, and then all of a sudden Jeremiah's head is on the platter and she walks and then Strand walks out and then Madison follows and then she's overlooking all of these gravestones mm-hmm. what did we think of that 
What did you think the meaning of with, behind that was? Because I initially thought that she's walking among, she's looking at all these gravestones because she feels responsible for all of these deaths. Because they're yeah. literally sitting on the dam and the, it's about to go. And right. she's like, I, I guess I'm responsible for killing my entire family and all of these people. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's what it was is that um, all of those gravestones, I think it was that everything I touch dies sort mm, of thing. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, no, no matter how much she's trying to survive, everything dies. Yeah. And then we, Switch back to the dam, and that's mm-hmm. when you said there was a really good transition. Because it was, and it was. she looked up, there was a plane crossing over, and it it panned up over it, and then it panned down to the detonator in Nick's hand. And it was, that was a really good transition. I was like, cool. It was. Good job, cinematographers, <laughs> on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, so Nick's about to blow it, but then he he bargains with John Proctor, mm-hmm. or Proctor John, whatever you want to call him, um, to save Madison, Alicia, and Strand, and he'll stay behind. And Madison just goes, free-willingly. She doesn't say anything to him. She doesn't say, I love you, Nick. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say, please come with me. She doesn't even try to bargain with Proctor John. Like, I'll, t- I'll do it. I'll, t- I'll stay. Why do you think that was? Because I thought this was a... I, I was caught completely by surprise when Madison didn't say anything to him. Um, See, here was my, I, my yeah, initial thought. Was, I was like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, here was my <laughs> initial thought. I feel like she understands that he's been hiding all of this pain and taking mm-hmm. all these drugs to hide all this pain. Which I would love to know what the pain is at some point because... I, I would too. Um, and I feel like she recognizes the fact that he he's just going to do whatever he wants to mm-hmm. do. And if this is what he feels he needs to do then there's nothing that she can do to stop him. Nick has always done whatever he wants. He's always, like, gone to the beat of his own drum. It was sort of a step of her just kind of letting him go, letting him yeah. do what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think it's evident of earlier when she's like, all right, you're using again, just, like, you know, eat. Yeah. You know? So I think that was just an extension of her feelings from previously. Yeah. Um, so then... And I think she was having a mental breakdown, so, she, so I don't think she had still this any sanity to, like, be able to say, no, don't do it. I mean, she does say it later when she's in the Zodiac. I think maybe she thought he had another plan to get out. Yeah. Uh, she knows that he's a survivor, that he would survive in some form. Um, you know, so I think she had faith in him. Right. To get out of the situation. Yeah. But, well, I, I honestly didn't. And just when we think we're at, like, this breaking point, all of a sudden these gunshots ring out, mm-hmm. and Taka and Lee are back, which yep. caught me by surprise. That caught me by surprise, too. I, I was like, that that's really cool. That was really cool. Because I, I, I wrote them off. Yeah. I was, like, I was mad guy. they weren't targeting the Proctor. I was, a little, I was a little baffled that they weren't, like, they shot two people and then they stopped. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you keep shooting everybody and just taking them down one by one by one? You know what I mean? I mean, would you want that on your conscience? It is this whole, like, apocalyptic world where everybody you die, either comes back as a villain. I mean, you already shot or... two of them, and it was Lee shooting. And Lee, was. you know, was in the, the, the Marines or whatever. Some, yeah. And in Iraq or Iran. Armed forces of, of some force. Yes. Sort. Um, so he should be, he should, you know, be familiar with just killing people. Yeah, but it's still obviously, haunt. it probably haunts him. I think that um, if we want to go into Madison's last, last, uh... Well, yeah, well, before that, though, like, Nick obviously presses the button. Mm -hmm. The dam explodes. Um, Daniel does some awesome shooting. Yeah, Daniel does some awesome shooting because he's back. um, Crawled his way out of the little dungeon thing. Um, And the the Zodiac is being pulled back into the hole in the dam. Mm -hmm. um, And it obviously flips over because the next scene that we see is... It gets flooded. 
Yeah, it gets flooded. Mm-hmm. And then Madison's underwater and she's drowning. And that's when the next fantasy comes in. Um, and this fantasy is Madison walking among tombstones. She steps in front of Jeremiah's grave and then he's like pulling her under. Yeah, he reaches up and grabs her. And I think that was just sort of symbolic that uh, everybody you kill doesn't disappear. It's still there. It's still unconscious. Mm-hmm. And she feels guilty for his death. I think she feels guilty for Jake's death. She feels responsible for a lot of people's deaths in some form. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe the reason it was Jeremiah's grave, because it was because Nick killed him. And Nick had never killed a live human mm-hmm. at the time. In fact, he didn't really like killing the infected humans. Yeah. Um, so I think that it sort of symbolized two things. I think... Sorry, I've said I think a lot. <laughs> it was symbolizing um, Nick's loss of, in her mind, innocence mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah. Um, and her... It was sort of the turning point, um, especially, like, between her and her kids. Yeah. You know? So I think that's why it was his grave and not someone else's. I completely agree with you. I'm just going to piggyback on that and mm-hmm. say that... This whole Jeremiah thing, if I feel like she almost regretted doing it because mm-hmm. if that if she hadn't done that, maybe it would have been had a different outcome. Maybe Ophelia wouldn't have died. Right. Maybe like like it's all of this stuff that she just feels guilty about. Maybe if Jeremiah didn't die, if we hadn't have killed him, then maybe all of this wouldn't have happened. True. You know what I mean? Side note: I loved Nick's line where um, he's talking to John Proctor John and. Dr. John's like, well, you know, we were just destined to find this violence and war. And he goes, you know, I've heard that from someone before. And the last guy I killed. <laughs> I yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, Jeremiah's been gone, but he was very prevalent in this episode. And yeah. this is why, that's why I came up with this last Because it was a like, turning point for so many characters. Yeah. Um, in the show. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then we see Madison. She, she doesn't drown. Um, thankfully, mm-hmm. and she pulls herself to shore, but we are left with all of these questions, you guys. <laughs> Who is dead? Who is alive? We know Madison's alive. We also saw Daniel pull Nick off of the, the, the dam. Well, we saw them walk away. Yeah, but I think they, I personally believe they made it off. I don't. I think so, too. Um, it, it didn't seem like it was too unstable. It was more of the fact that the water was no longer, um, stored. Being held back, yeah. And a point of power. Yeah. Um, so I think that they're fine. I don't know about Alicia or Strand. They're the ones I'm most worried about. Yeah. Um, obviously Lee and Taka are good. I think Diana is good. I think she just needs to get her leg healed. So really it's just down to Strand and Alicia. And then the Proctor and his people. Like, where'd they go? Well, I mean, I think a lot of them died. I think some of them fell in when the the dam was collapsing, sort of. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, like we said, I think he's he's going to stick around. He's going to yeah. be the villain next um, season. I think that the whole Madison drowning, being pulled into the grave, seeing Travis and then being pulled back to life, mm. it was a whole, you know, she just had a near-death experience. Yeah. She has seen God in my eyes. Mm. I think she's going to be a born-again sort of Christian. <laughs> she might even take on a new name. Like, I think she just might recreate herself for next season. So do you think she's going to be like the Morgan of The Walking Dead next season in Fear of the Walking Dead? Like she's going to have this new respect for life. She's not going to want to kill everybody. She's going to be very like zen about like or more picky or choosy. So she's not going to just do it like willy-nilly. I she's think gonna... she's going to adopt the most uh, passive mm-hmm. like lifestyle she yeah. can. I yeah. think she's going to try and fly under the radar 
um, in any every sense. Yeah. That's my prediction yeah. for next season. No, I agree with you. I think that there's going to... I think I feel like as much as I don't like all of the loose ends this this season finale, I feel like it's a good resetting point for the writers and to, to go into next season. Right. Um, we do have that crossover to look forward to. That's Hopefully that happens point. in The Walking Dead this season, mm-hmm. um, which comes back on October 26th. Um, or maybe next season for season four of Fear the Walking Dead. I don't mm-hmm. know if this show has gotten greenlit for a season four yet. Do you know that? Fear? Yes. I think it, ha- it has. Because, it has. Uh, IMDb has season four already. Thank you. Up, so. Okay, good. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. we have to look forward to. Um, we just want to say thank you to all of our fans. Um, because without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Um, we certainly wouldn't be uh, checked like we are. We certainly <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have such a great time looking at all of your comments and your questions and your tweets and your thoughts throughout the entire season. Um, so thank you guys for being uh, with us. Um, I'm going to fire off some names real yeah. fast. Just because it is our f- season finale of this or for this show not not the walking dead weekly but for fear so we have claire dillard locked 121 we have uh simon serna and colin and cat h and daniel johnson thank you for leaving comments on our video from last week we love hearing what you have to say sorry we couldn't get into actually reading your comments because (laughs) this was a big one we had two uh two hours yeah, to talk about in a single hour. But we do see your comments, guys, and we do we do mm-hmm. love that you guys interact with us. Definitely. Um, it means a lot to us. Um, Natalie, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you, too. I don't know what we're going to do. Hopefully, you guys, this is The Walking Dead Weekly, so we might be back for The Walking Dead on October 26th. We don't know. This show, I think, will probably be back. Yes, The Walking Dead Weekly will be back for The Walking Dead uh, coverage. Um, but in terms of Natalie and I being on that panel, we're not sure yet. Yeah. So hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, we don't know. But um, it was a pleasure doing this season yeah. with you. Um, once again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight for uh, the season three finale of Fear the Walking Dead on The Walking Dead Weekly. Um, make sure you subscribe to AfterBuzz TV. Um, we've got all new channels. If you like any of those, subscribe to them too. Natalie, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me at, at Natalie Dyer. That's N A T A L E E D Y E R on all social media platforms. I'm also on a. D&D podcast which releases new episodes every Saturday called Welcome to the Dungeon Hole you can find us on SoundCloud and at the Dungeon Hole on Twitter and I am Timothy Michael you guys can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike even though we will be on hiatus tweet us comment on our Facebook video I mean our YouTube videos Uh, we love to read them um, while we're on break and we will see you guys next season have a good one bye bye from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Who's alive? Buzz you later. Here in are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.